What's up, y'all? This is wide receiver Deontay Simpson. This is cornerback Cam Johnson. Cornerback Deshaun Getty Jr. Senior forward Zachary Simmons, and you're listening to Bruins Breakdown, your home for North Texas sports. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni, and with me, all the way in McKinney, is Colin Mitchell. Colin, how are you doing tonight? Why do you make it sound like I I chose to be here instead of the game? Hey, man, I, I, just, I just wanted to make sure everyone knew that you were not in Denton at this moment. Yeah, I had work till 4. Sorry, I couldn't make it, guys. Um... It's all right though. You know, it was cold. I got to got to be inside the comfort of my home. Yeah, was I, nice. I was just glad because if you would have gone to the game, I would have had to hear, I would have had to listen to you complain the entire time. But what? Oh, it's so cold. I don't complain about oh. no 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 no. Don't get this twisted. Don't get this twisted. I never complain about weather. That's you though. That is you. You're always like it's like 45 degrees outside, and you're like, dang, I need to bring a jacket. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yes. I don't like the cold. All right. Well, but, don't 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 act like I'm. I don't. Don't act like you're better than anyone just because you're from Detroit. <laughs> just from because you're from listen, the north. It's like when people say they're from Dallas, but they're from Plano. I live like 20 minutes from Detroit. Okay, I ain't I ain't the real 313. Unfortunately, yeah. Three one three wasn't wasn't the the code. No, two four eight was my code. Oh man, yeah, yeah you're not three one three. It's okay though. It's all right. You know. Well, anyways, well you didn't miss much, Colin. I um, watched the game. <laughs> you act like, you act like I'm coming on here to be the most irresponsible person. Just like Dude, throw these takes out, like irresponsible podcaster who doesn't watch the game. We just throw out I takes. Watched, now. I we watched even... the whole damn game. Speaking of which, you have 31 seconds to review this game. Starting in three, two, one, go. All right. So Louisiana Tech scored touchdowns on six of their first eight possessions. They took a 42 to 24 lead over North Texas. Then the defense started playing for the Mean Green and held them four times to end the game. But it wasn't enough as Jason Bean and company were not able to get the scores at the end of the game to bring it back. They held Louisiana Tech to 3.7 yards per carry. I, that's probably the best of the season. They held them 341 total yards for the game. Um, but it didn't matter because they couldn't stop them on third down. They couldn't stop them on fourth down. And they had a bunch of dumb penalties just time and time again. So There you go. Yeah, that's pr- that's pretty much there you it. Go. That's, I think I did pretty well there. You didn't do as well as last time. Last time was way better. You had 17 seconds or whatever it was. I still think I did pretty well there, but good enough. did I miss anything? Uh, anything? No, I mean, all you could have said was that they continued to be bad <laughs> on defense. Yeah. More, but, uh, you know, flesh that out a little bit more, but I, I think we're pretty good. It's a good segue. I don't even know where to start. We'll start with offense. I guess. All right. Um. Well, let me go through a couple other general takes here. Um, North Texas had 11 penalties for, I believe it was 82 yards. Uh, the time of possession was 36, 19 to 23, 41 in favor of Louisiana tech. Um, Louisiana tech ran 10 more plays. They, um, converted eight of 17 third downs and three of three fourth downs compared to six of 14 third downs and one of four fourth downs for North Texas. That one of four number is huge, just huge. Um, both teams had an interception. Uh, North North Texas had two sacks to Louisiana Tech's four. And, yeah, I mean, everything else is pretty standard. Jalen Darn, you know what he does. Eight receptions, 135 yards, three touchdowns. Nick Smith got a majority of the carries. I'm assuming Oscar Attaway got hurt or something because we didn't see him after the first quarter. 
And yeah, I mean, Israel Tucker for Louisiana, Louisiana Tech ran for 161 yards and two touchdowns on 37 carries. Just yeah. Absurd. Yeah. Like not even like he only averaged four and a half yards per carry and he didn't really break it a long run, but dude was had 37 carries. Like, holy crap. I mean, they ran the ball 14 times in a row at one point. So, yeah. I mean, there you yeah, go. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And we'll, we'll get into that a bunch of different stuff on the defense. But let's start with the offense. Uh, first off, let's start with the positives. I was happy Nick Smith got a lot of carries. Shout out Nick Smith, uh, man. If nothing else, just because he's a senior. And yep. I like him and DeAndre Torrey as people a lot. Mm-hmm. Like not to take anything away from other, anyone else, but those two especially, like Nick Smith has been with the program for a long time. Five years. Yeah, man. And he was there behind Jeffrey Wilson. Um, he was there with DeAndre Torrey when DeAndre came in. He's just been there forever. And he, he's still a back who can, you know, he's not this back who can't do anything, right? Um, and 16 for 96, I was happy for him. DeAndre did his thing as well, had a pretty solid game. Um, I thought the run game was – it it was fine. It was fine. I don't think it was anything special. I think it could have been used in a lot more creative ways. I think that's another thing I missed out in the in the recap of the game was that both of these teams just ran the ball pretty standardly. It was like a super conservatively played game. Yep. Like there was nothing fancy about it. There was no there were there weren't even many shots downfield, really. Like that's the crazy part. Like and I think North Texas could have had a lot of shots downfield with Jalen Darden um, being open a lot of times. Uh, but the longest pass that Louisiana Tech completed was 21 yards. And I think that was out of the backfield, if I'm not mistaken. But then other than that, their their second longest one was 17, and that was to a running back as well. So it's like it was just a standard game, just out of the, both teams playing out of the shotgun spread and just turning, handing the ball off. North Texas does that thing where they pull two guys as lead blockers and – no, I mean, it was pretty standard. It was a pretty uh, basic game as far as play calling goes, and that was concerning, obviously. But I think uh, the running backs did the best with what they had. The offensive line wasn't bad either. I think run blocking, they were fine. Pass protection was shaky, but we'll get into maybe why and Jason's struggles. Um, Jalen Darden, you know what he does, man. He's just so damn good. Shout out Jalen Darden. Like, you can't say anything. You can't say anything else besides just he's amazing. Just amazing. Uh, Smoke Harris for them played really well, um, as well as receiver. They kept running the damn sweet play that they mm-hmm. just pitched it to him and just kept gashing North Texas. But if there's nothing else to talk about, which there probably is, but I don't care, Jason being at quarterback, full game, Colin, mm-hmm. went 17 of 30. So a uh, vast improvement from his last two games where he completed like 40% of his passes. Correct. Uh, 17 of 30, once I pull out my calculator, is probably what, 57%, something like that? Let's something see. like that. Close enough. 56.6%. There you go. Good math. Thank you. Now, that's still not you know great by any means. Like We'd prefer 60s. <laughs> um, I think anybody would prefer their quarterback to pass in the 60s. And he had that interception, which might not have been his fault because, you know, um, he hit Jalen Darn in the shoulder pad, but Jalen Darn's arm was getting kind of held, and that was kind of unfortunate there. I mean, you could argue that the pass still wasn't very open, right? But you know, it, it wasn't like a it wasn't a bad interception. Yeah, right. it wasn't a, a bad interception per se. Um, and he had three three touchdowns, none of which I think were really him, um, because Jalen Darden caught two of two of those little bubble passes that he made touchdowns, and then 
the other was uh Jalen Hurd wide open over the over the uh the hash over the seam. Now, what did you see from Jason Bean, and uh, was it enough to win your trust back? I didn't. I've never had any trust, so there's nothing to win back. Okay. Okay. Um, did he win your trust? No. I mean, as much as he could. I mean, he did. He did what he could. They they played around him. They. they I mean, they Seth fit the, the the game plan around Jason more this time. You know, they ran it every time and it passed one time every single time. First down, run. Second down, run. Third down, run. Fourth down, pass. If they didn't get it, they punted. If not, they went for it. You know, if they, I mean that that's what everyone wanted. That's what everyone wanted, right? And it worked for a while until it didn't. And then you realize why it's a flaw to have Jason Bean in the damn game. <laughs> There's um, I mean, you basically, yeah, you, you lead into it pretty well in that. It's just, it's not that. I think, I think they called a better game here for him per se. I don't think that. And it also helped that they were hanging in there for a while to where they didn't have to just straight go past like they did against UTSA. Right. Um, but one thing that we saw was that they ran a few more designed runs. They ran some quarterback draws. They he they rolled him out a little bit more, which I liked. But those are just limited plays when you play against a good defense. Right, and right. especially when the defense knows that the quarterback is limited. Yes, like they're yes, they're yes. going to be looking for the rollout. They're going to be looking for the design run. They're going to be looking for him to use his legs. And every time he did get the rollout or it was a design run, he normally lost yards. Like yeah, I'm, the time specifically that I remember was when he rolled out, and the announcers for everyone who was watching was like, "Oh, he's he's able to get out of the pocket. That would have been a sack." Well, it still was a sack because he lost two yards when he ran out of bounds. Like, like you're not gaining much. <laughs> I mean, what? Let me see what he ended up with. He ended up running, and that includes sacks, so which were four sacks. He ended up running the ball twelve times for eight yards. What would and be his the... long? And his long was nine. Yeah, I mean, everyone. Yes, he has the breakaway speed, but for him to get to break away, he needs to keep the defense honest with his passing, and he hasn't been able to do that. I, it's it's it's. I'm just gonna keep referencing that damn story I wrote eight weeks ago. Now at this point, yeah, because yeah. I said the same thing. Good defenses are going to key in on his running ability and make him throw the ball. Yeah. And he's not going to be able to break these 70-yard runs that he broke against Rice, against Middle Tennessee. It's very obvious to anyone who watches the game what he can and cannot do. And defenses – and Louisiana Tech's defense is – is I don't want to say it's depleted. They lost a couple guys due to, um, due to uh, opt-outs on both sides of the ball. And I don't think they looked – they didn't, they were nowhere near the defense that UTSA was or oh no um, or Arlen. offensively even when you think yeah. about it yeah yeah Louisiana Tech did not look that impressive no. and they still were able to contain that Jason Bean even though Jay, they did more Jason Bean plays it just shows that he's not he's not the guy here that's going to take you to the next level he's a very safe quarterback he's a guy who yes he can break a long run against a bad team but what is he going to do against a good team and that's what i've said time and time again and i understand people really loving his legs but i don't see what else there is to love about him besides i don't know i i, I got nothing <laughs> i was gonna say i don't know i don't know what else you're gonna because say because literally his ability to read defenses is subpar his ability his th- his arm strength is subpar his progressions which i guess goes back to reading defense but his ability to go through his progressions 
is slow. It's limited. Mm-hmm. The, they don't challenge him as a quarterback to make tough throws, which is what we said after week one of the season. We said they don't make tough throws, and now we know it's because he cannot. So it's pretty simple as to what he does here. He looks at one receiver the whole time. If he's open, he throws it. If not, he hopes Jalen Darden's open. And thankfully, Jalen Darden was open. And they ran enough plays for Jalen Darden. Jason could have had Jason could have had Jalen Darden at least two other times wide open, streaking down the middle of the field. Like the one where um He hit well, uh, he, he hit Deontay instead. Yeah, oh yeah. okay. Yeah, I tweeted it. I tweeted yeah, that. That's one. that's the one, yeah. Yeah, I tweeted that one, but there were two other plays just like that in the first half, in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just not seeing it. And the defense is obviously, like, I don't know. It's just obvious what they're doing and how they're containing him at this point. And I'm not even like this defensive guru here that, you know, good defensive coordinators are, but it's. You're just it's watching the damn TV. <laughs> it's, plain, it's plain to see, man. It's just – and North Texas, yes, they ran more plays for Jason, but the discrepancy in run pass, they ran the ball 41 times and they passed it 30 times. And keep in mind, this is when they were losing for a majority of the game. Mm-hmm. They were losing a majority of the game and they still ran the ball 11 more times than they did throw it. And all that tells me is that – they're scared of him throwing the ball. They're yeah. scared of a straight five-step drop, read, read, throw, throw. And this isn't I don't I don't want to put it all on him because I feel like the position he's being put in is just an unfair situation cuz I don't think he should be playing. And I I just don't see I mean my whole thing with Jason was that okay, at least he doesn't turn the ball over, right? He has three turnovers in his last two games. Mhm. And he's not running the ball. And so what are we getting here? What are we doing here? We're, we're, they're running an offense where they have to run the ball. Yeah. Whereas Austinani, I think you can you can run the ball as, as the, the main part of your offense, but you can still have somewhat of a throwing threat mm-hmm. here. They're running the ball because they have to, because they're scared. I mean, we saw exactly what happens whenever you have to throw the ball at the end of the game. When he threw, threw, I think, four times in a row, and three of them were incompletions, or a, one of them was a sack, I believe, and then that was the game. And the defense obviously gave him a, two drives, two drives to do this, and he just couldn't capitalize on them. And whilst, yes, some of them were his fault, some of them were not his fault, some of them were drops, maybe, some of them were busted coverages, how this team responds to Jason being the quarterback or the vibe or the aura that they give off is not one that they had with Mason fine. And I don't think that's saying anything crazy. I think anybody who watches the game or sees how the offense is playing is not, is looking at the game saying they don't trust him to make the right play. Yeah. I mean, we we saw it, we saw it for sure on that third and 12. Uh, I think it was in the second quarter. Whenever Seth elected to just run it and settle for the field goal when they were down, I think a touchdown. And like, if that's Mason, you're throwing the ball. Or if I was here, sorry. Yeah. No, I was there. They because they ran the ball right, and I turned. Colin Kennedy was in the press box with me because you weren't there. Um, okay. <laughs> dang. It was a because they again. It was going to be a 54 yarder. That was on the 37. I think it was a fourth and ten. And. I looked at Colin as as soon as it happened. I, I, I turned to him and I said, they have to kick it. 
like they have to kick You're it. talking about the 54 yarder that they did yeah. attempt. Yeah. Yes, that that Mooney missed. I was like they just they have to kick it. Like it's it's terrible to say because if you had a quarterback that you trusted or even not not even one you trusted, one that could do it. If you have money in the game, you throw it. I I think so. I think you go for it in almost any other situation. I think the right decision is to go for it. But as soon as I turned to him and I said they're going to kick it, but the offense was still on the field. I was like there, there's no way Seth trusts being enough to go for it. And so what happens? Mooney goes down the field, kicks it, a 54-yarder in the cold, and he misses it. Like, I don't think that was the wrong decision. I just think it showed kind of where we are right now. Like, what this team has, has to do and what the mindset that they have with Jason being a quarterback. Um, and it might be harsh, but, I mean, it's college football, and it's Division One college football, and you're going to get critiqued at this level do you think it's just is it keep them keeping bean in or deciding that beans the the number one guy is just a factor that they think that he's able to develop more than a 27 year old yes 100 percent, 100 percent. however one thing that i think has become abundantly clear is that there is no answer at quarterback i don't think there is so um, it goes back to what I said. Remember when I was saying last year about the quarterback position after Mason Fine? I said that the quarterbacks are not currently on the roster. Remember when I kept saying yep. that? Yep. I kept saying, you know, they're not like they're they're going to get someone in here. That's what I kept saying last year. And they didn't get anybody besides Armani Gilmore, who had to sit out a year. They didn't get a graduate transfer. They didn't get anybody besides uh, Gilmore. They didn't even they weren't even able to keep Cade Renfro, who you know he might have been more talented than them than these guys um and so now we look at this roster and we see four names and we don't see any real names that stand out or that can win this team games so you go jason bean austin Ani, will keeney and um case and martin like two of those are being used on kickoff return yep and one of them changed the number to be a tight end and that's not shade to them like no i mean it's just like you said it's just the situation they're in they don't they don't have guys and i it's i wonder if they knew it going into the season you know what i mean like did they know that these guys were not going to progress at at, i mean you can't even say that it was close to the level that they wanted them to be at i mean if you if, if you're throwing a quarterback out there over a guy who we we both think can throw better than Jason Bean, and you're having a guy out there that you have to kick a 54 yard field goal because you don't want to you don't want to throw the ball or you run the ball three times on uh per first down, like yeah. like they couldn't have thought that. Right? No, they definitely thought they were gonna they definitely thought they were gonna progress more than what they did. Um, I don't think before the season they thought that the version that they were at the beginning of the season was what they were going to be at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But just they just didn't progress. They just didn't. And Austin Ani, maybe you can understand it kind of like he's been playing baseball for so long. And yes, he's um, he's been there for this is his third year. But like, what else, what are we expecting him to improve on? Right? Like, he's his arm strength is what it is. Right? His body is what it is. Um, right. He's a grown man. Yeah. Like his sure he's gonna improve on his reads and whatnot. And obviously that's gonna happen. But like you know what he is. Jason Bean lack of progression is startling. Like it's 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 I I do think that he is better than what he was at the beginning of the season. Um but I don't think it's by enough. I don't think it's by nearly enough compared to what we thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Or what we hoped it was going to be. And 
So now we look at it here because, I mean, we watched them against Houston Baptist and we watched them for a few possessions against SMU. And we were like, okay, this guy's like cool, but can he like do anything substantial here? Like, can he make tough throws? Can he uh, make the right reads? And he's, he's gotten better at that because I think there are flashes. I think there's more flashes, but it's not consistent enough to win you games at this level. Right. So I don't want to be, I don't want to beat a dead horse anymore, but it's just where we're at right now. And I don't, I think that that's the, the elephant in the room right now is I don't think that the quarterback this team needs in 2021 is on the roster. I just don't. Bryce Drummond so, time. Anybody, man, anybody Bryce Drummond, Cade Renfro imagine. from wherever he transferred Ole Miss. Yeah, Ole Miss. Bryce Drummond going from the smallest uh, school um, classification in Oklahoma to starting at UNT. I'm here for it. What a time that would be. I'm here what a time it. that would be. Okay. Um, let me see what else I've written down here. All right. You ready for defense? Do we have anything else on offense? Uh, I mean, we have questions at the end. Yeah, we'll but, just answer questions at the end. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, defensively, like I said, they had a little bit of a better game as far as stopping the run goes, only allowing 3.7 yards per carry. But um, a lot else went wrong, and I wrote that in my side story. But, I mean, you had the, the, the classic drive, just a classic North Texas drive to close the first half. Colin. It was great. It was great. Just a classic It was a great, drive. great North, Cl- North Texas drive. can't write this up, man. If this was like a movie where like Louisiana, based on Louisiana Tech and they kept getting bailed out the way they got bailed out, you just wouldn't believe it. Like imagine that third and 18 run play in a movie and you'd be like, oh my gosh, like have you seen like, like in Remember the Titans where they just keep bouncing out off people? That's what it was like. That's what it was like. Except multiple times in the same drive. Like, literally, you force, like, Tyree Davis, your senior linebacker, the the, Louis, the Louisiana Tech quarterback rolls out and basically, like, throws it away. And Tyree Davis jumps up with his head and hits the quarterback in the head. And the flag gets thrown, obviously, because it's roughing the passer, if not targeting. And Tyree Davis and Grayson Murphy stand there like, with their palms up just like what what do you mean what what did i do what 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 did i do and it just the the awareness here so let's continue let's continue <laughs> next um on the next set of downs um it was luke anthony and the quarterback he gets a grounding penalty and it was second and 20 he throws it again incomplete i'm like oh my god third and 20 they're gonna get off the field they're only gonna be down uh, four going in half, twenty-one to seventeen. They run a draw play. They run a draw play for Israel Tucker, and this man bounces off a Gabriel Murphy tackle. I think Dion Oville was in the vicinity and couldn't like grab him. And then there's just twenty yards of nothingness open down the field, and he just runs and just weaves his way through and gets like twenty-four yards. I think that was his longest run of the day. Converts on the third and 20. And then to make just the the, I, the cherry on top, on third down, I believe it was like third and five or something like that, they run the ball towards the edge. I believe it was a run towards the edge, something towards the sideline. They get the stop two yards short. And lo and behold, Dayton LeBlanc comes out 
a defensive tackle nonetheless, follows the play all the way to the sideline. The dude has taken three steps out of bounds. And Dayton LeBlanc comes in and shoves him to the ground. five Like, shoves him five yards away. And they throw the penalty. And everybody's just like, that did not just happen. Like, it just, you couldn't believe it. So then Seth, like, you know, calls him over there and, like, yelling at him, all that stuff. It doesn't matter. Like, what is happening? Like, where are we right now? What is happening? I just, again, I turned to Colin and I'm just like, this is just such a North Texas drive. Like, this is what this team is. You could literally say, like, the, the play-by-play, and you could probably, you could you could be like, it's any one of these years in the last 10 years. <laughs> you could be like... like <laughs> it's just undisciplined. Yep. Shit, man. It is crazy. And then you can't tackle, and then the... And then they get it. So then they get into there, and it only takes them, I think it takes them one or two plays to just bust in the end zone. They're just running a power T out there for God's sakes and just scoring with ease, man. It's just. Not to mention the two first downs they got with that same. A lack, yeah, no, a lack of physicality, a lack of brains, mm-hmm. a lack of skill, technique, everything, bro. That drive was the defining drive of this season. And wow. it is just incredible because that took the game from 21 to 17 to 28 to 17. And then Louisiana Tech gets the ball to start the second half and North Texas tries a squip kick and it goes right to the middle guy on the front I row of Louisiana Tech. it was an on-purpose attempt to do an onside. I hope it wasn't. But if it was, that kind of would make a little more sense. But good There's Lord, no way bad. Ethan Mooney messes, messes a squib kick up so bad that he rockets it. Zach the... Williams. Zach Williams. Zach Williams, sorry. Um... Bro, it's a squid, bro. It looked like a squid, bro. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was intentional. I mean, everyone kind of funneled toward it. All right. Let's say let's say it was intentional. Let's say it was intentional. All right. They tried an onside kick to start the second half. And Louisiana gets it and goes 30 <laughs> runs yards. To the, runs to the 25-yard right. line. <laughs> <laughs> and then, hold on. Let me pull this. Let me pull this drive up just because it's hilarious. Right. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? So they okay. So they get the punt right. They force the punt to start the second half. They hold them. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a great play. Good job. And then North Texas goes. Let me let me make sure I have this right. I don't want to get it wrong. Third quarter. North Texas goes. DeAndre Torrey rush for rush for negative four yards. Jason Bean run for loss of one. False start. Jason Bean run for five yards. Punt it back. To Louisiana Tech. And they go down and score. Like, that's just where we're at right now. It's incredible. And it's just exactly. So then at that point, it turns into 35 to um, 35 to, uh, to 17. And it, the rest is history, man. It's just over. I don't know what else to say. This defense is inconsistent. They're like that. They're like that uh, cartoon where, like, uh, is it a boat where, like, there's one hole and you fix it and you put tape on it and then another hole pops up mm. and you put you, mm. you plug that one up and then yep. another hole pops up yep. on the other side and you're just doing that time and time again because you can't do two things at once. You can't stop the run and be disciplined. You can't stop the run and get off the field on third downs. They didn't. I mean, I don't even want to say stop the run because it's not like Louisiana Tech went away from it. They kept running the ball, but still, I just 
it was just incredible. Um, poor tackling. I mean, you let them go three or three on fourth downs. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just rambling at this point, Colin. Do you, do you have no, anything I'm just, else on this? Defense? I mean, you, you you're subbing it up, man. It it the defense is bad. Um, who are you blaming it on? That's what everyone wants to know, right? That's what I want to know. Apparently, I asked you. Tell me, all knowing. Matthew Burney of Mean Green Twenty Four Seven Sports, an oracle of right. this team. <laughs> okay, so we're at this. We're at the. We're at the point in the year where obviously Clint Bowen does not look good, right? The Stevens has been awful. Stevens has been atrocious. Like, it's been disgustingly bad. And you always ask me the percentage of who's you know. I asked you last week, is, and you said it was more on the players than it was last year. It is. It is. But I still think 40% on a coach is a lot. Yes. So what like is the it, percentage at? It is a lot. I think it's still at 40-60 here. And um, I'm saying that because they were playing a freshman receiver at cornerback, right? They were playing um, Upton Stout, who was injured at cornerback. They were playing Jordan Brown, a freshman linebacker at linebacker because he's probably their fifth best linebacker, which is crazy to say. Um, Then you go to second year players, you go to Sean Gaddy, Grayson Murphy, Gabriel Murphy, right? And while those guys we think are good, they're still second year players. Um, The defensive line, I think, got kind of pushed around. And then John Davis has been underwhelming. Quinn Whitlock's been underwhelming. There's just been nothing of this defense that has substance besides the occasional Dion Noville game. And I think Dion Noville is even at the point right now where he's being inconsistent. Like his, I don't want to say his efforts inconsistent, but his production's inconsistent. Do you blame it all on Bowen and that 40%? No, because I think there is, there was a recruiting gap as well. So you go to that's probably 10%. Like Bowen just got here. These are the players that he was handed. He he didn't pick these. Right. Dudes. And that's that's what that's the point that I wanted to get to was that um I don't a coach can only do so much with the players that he has. And if you're forced to play a freshman wide receiver at cornerback, there's obviously a talent deficit on the team that he had no control over when he got here. Um now, that doesn't mean that he should get a pass for the penalties on like Dayton LeBlanc or you know, the lack of tackling for the guys that are playing. However, I, I think it's it's hard-pressed to say that this dude needs to be fired after one year with inheriting what was already a very awful defense and then trying to change it to the way that he likes it. And then, like, like okay, what was everyone's expectations coming into this season for the defense? I think we we expected the defensive line to be good and the linebackers to be good, but then the secondary, we did, we had no clue. Sure. Like we expected sure. them to be like eighth or something in defense. Sure. Or nine. Sure. Out of fourteen. Sure. But what are we basing that off of? I mean, I mean, I'm, in, we're, I'm included in Hope. this, right? Exactly. Hope. Exactly. We all were like, like Katie Davis, like he's legit. Tyreek Davis, he's legit. The Davis boys are gonna fly around. Uh, we got you know Dion Noville, Devontae McCray's basically Ladarius Hamilton except light. Like, like we like. I'm not. I'm not Deshaun giving Gaddy. myself a pass. Like, yeah, like where Deshaun Gaddy's ready. Like, and th- this is us. This is this is fans. This is this is other people. You know that cover the team. Like, 
we were all sitting here like, yeah, Bruce Bones got this. They have the talent. They have the the three stars, the the four stars. Like they got this. That matters to nobody. That matters to nobody. These dudes played high school last year, most of them. And and the ones that didn't play high school last year were a part of an awful defense. So how do you expect a coach to come in or multiple coaches to come in and go like, all right, guys, let's just clean this up, flip the switch, we're a good defense now. And then when you have a bad offense, it ends up coming becoming the worst defense in Conference USA because of that because you can't they can't stay in the damn field. So, I'm, like... It's almost like the perfect storm for having the worst offense in, in in the country when you think about it. Think about this. So you had players on this defense either redshirting last year. You had players on the defense playing high school football last year. Mm-hmm. You had high. You had players on this defense playing junior college last year. Mm-hmm. You had players on this defense like Kyle Howell and uh, Lorenzo Thompson. Tom, Tom, I can't even say his name. Lorenzo Tom, Thompson, right? Thomas. Yeah, Thompson. You okay? <laughs> who were who were offensive players? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had uh, John Brown and Jordan Rucker who were playing for different schools last year. Uh, same with uh, number eight who got injured tonight. I forgot his name. That's John Davis. That's John Davis. Oh, John Davis. I thought you said yeah. somebody else. John like, Brown is what I thought. Think about all the different scenarios that we have of people playing this year. Right. Cam right? Johnson, new position. Deshaun getting new position. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I mean, yeah. There you go. Like this, and so this is what gets me whenever people compare him to Refit. Not only was were these guys Refit's guys, right? Refit brought them in, he recruited them, all that good stuff. But Refit had experience last year. Refit had Mah- Kyrie Muhammad. He had Taylor Robinson. He had uh, Nate Brooks when he was here. He had everybody. NFL guys. Re- yeah, Brandon Garner. These are not only his guys, but they're experienced guys, right? Like it's not, this is not, this is not a, it's not Clint Bowen's guys and B, these are not experienced guys. So that's the biggest difference here is I don't understand how you can put any more than 40% on the coaching on Bowen specifically when I don't see how these are his guys or this is his problem. This is not his problem here. And and, and not even that. As far as personnel goes. Right. And not, not even that. What do you want him to fix? Like, like for everyone that wants him fired, what what do you think a a new guy coming in here would do to make the defense be good? Just just make the guys better, right? <laughs> like, like, yes. Like, like yeah. are we gonna make it to where Tyreek Davis doesn't jump into some dude's head, or Tyreek Davis gets a tackle, or the defensive line is able to you know not have running backs bounce off of him? Like yeah, that's that stuff you you coach obviously you coach tackling you coach you know all that stuff. But at the end of the day, it's the players. And the players last year were bad at penalties. The players last year were bad at tackling. The players two years ago were bad at that stuff. You just had experienced players, like you said, in Nate Brooks and and uh, Kyrie Muhammad and and all those guys. You had experienced guys that could fill those gaps that we saw in in Refit's defense. So I mean, like you said, I don't. It is what it is at this point. Um, do you have anything else on the defense? Isaiah Johnson's another offensive player who's playing defense. Oh yeah, yeah, Refreshing. running back. Yep. Um, it's probably it. <laughs> third like, thing, I just, moving ahead. on, just because no, I feel like we don't need to talk about the defense anymore. No, um, last week we'd say how losing depends on how they lose a game, right? Yeah, I predicted them to only score seventeen points tonight. 
I don't know. I forgot what your prediction was. Man, my prediction was so close. The final was 42-31. I had it 45-31. And what was mine? Like 38-17, something like that? 38-17, yeah. Yeah. Um, Tonight's loss is about as good as loss as you're going to get against a team that's better than you. (laughs) The thing is, I I left that game... Oh, well, I mean, I, I left the first quarter extremely under underwhelmed by Louisiana Tech. Oh, yeah. Like, but, but what I'm saying is, had... but what I'm yeah, saying is, is like, like, did anyone actually expect North Texas to win this game? Like, going into the game, did anybody expect it? Did fans expect it? Like, you went into the game, this is what happened. They went into the game and they were like, all right, guys, we're going to lose this game. We're going to get blown out. It's going to be UTSA repeat. They score so first. Were, they score. Yeah, that's because, okay, I mean, they saw UTSA game. Then, then North Texas goes down, scores the first touchdown. My God, they're in the driver's seat now, and they're going to win this damn game. And and then they score they score a second touchdown. And it's like, oh, they got the offense figured out. And then they go back to what they were, and it's like, wow, we got a – didn't see this one coming. <laughs> like, like what, do you, what do you mean? This team is what it is. It's a bad team. They lost in only by 11 points against a, a pretty – okay team above average team yeah what, what else do you want this isn't a middle team you're not going to beat them this isn't it, who else did they beat i don't even remember now houston baptist latte no who else did north texas beat i don't even remember oh, at this point. houston baptist rice and middle rice this isn't a rice team that's only played like a game like you're playing a team that's been a perennial like lock for competing in the yeah. west yeah and we're sitting here like my god they should have won this damn game <laughs> can't believe this fire Bowen Seth did awful play calling after it was really good after those first two touchdowns like guys think about it this is as good as it's gonna get celebrate celebrate <laughs> oh my god I mean if this offense if this I mean like we, like if this team was any good they would have won this game right but but everyone knows that they're not yeah and that's what I don't understand like like I don't know what's confusing about this I, season. Yeah. Is it is it the fact that Seth was supposed to be the savior? He still could be the savior. I know I know we give him a lot of crap. I mean we do, at least I do. Like yeah. I give him a lot of crap, but I think he had a pretty good game today. Like what more do you want Seth to do when you have a quarterback that can't throw the ball? Besides play the other quarterback. But Bes- yeah, besides play the other quarterback. Like like at least at least he picked a quarterback. What <laughs> yeah. even though he even though he wasn't coming back. Like once you saw place. him kick the fifty four yard field goal, you were like, Okay. Or like like when he didn't go for it on third and twelve, did you want him to go for on for it on third and twelve and not get it, or fourth and twelve, whatever it was, yeah, fourth, and 12. fourth and twelve? Did you want him to go for that and then not get it and then complain about that too? <laughs> like, look, he's he's obviously th- it all comes back to Latrell, right? We all no, know this. it does, it does. But all I'm saying is like, what did everyone expect? There's no reason no, to be upset. I, I Team's agree. bad. Um, they they aren't competing for anything. Maybe the outside chance of some random bowl game and wherever, but outside of that, you knew it was a gap year. You knew the team was bad. You knew you didn't have a quarterback, and you had Jalen Darden. There you go. That's your team. I yeah. I think it just surprised people that Louisiana Tech really like wasn't UTSA and wasn't like uh, Charlotte. So they were like, Why? oh my gosh, we Why? could do this. Why? I I think they Why? just thought Louisiana Tech would be better. But what? Why does that matter at all? If North well, Texas is a bad saying- team. No, I know this. I know. I'm just saying, like, as a bad team, like, when you see another bad team, you're like, oh, my gosh, we can be better than that bad team. But was and- LaTeX bad? 
No. When you're missing bad. when you're missing players and they have players opting out, you think that and was a bad team? And they hadn't played since October. And they haven't played in 33 days. Halloween. Halloween. Think it's a bad team? Hell no. no it's, it's a Charlotte, team. Charlotte, they showed the records of the teams on TV today. Charlotte has two wins. I know. You know, you know who else has two wins? Southern Miss has two wins. Like North Texas is bad. La Tech is not bad. They're just okay. Yeah. North Texas is not an okay team. Contrary to what the record says. We've been over this. Man. And it's, it's just accept it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another thing is, thank God North Texas' three toughest games got canceled this year. Oh, I man. Know. I shouldn't say thank God. Because obviously you want to play as many games well, as Well, okay. In a way, though, man. In a way. <laughs> in a way. Maybe. Houston. Who would have known? A&M. Oh, my goodness. Before, <laughs> after that, this is what would have happened. This is what would have happened. They lose to SMU. Was SMU after or before Houston? It went. Let me pull up the schedule for you because I don't want to be. What wrong. a long year it's been. I know. It went Houston Baptist, SMU, Houston. Okay, Southern yeah. Miss, so you play SMU and you're like, wow, this team's really bad. We'll play Ani next week and we'll be in a competitive game against Houston. Then you would have lost by like 90 to Houston. You would have been like, well, I don't even know where we are now. <laughs> <laughs> and then you play Southern Miss and Charlotte and boom, right. just like that. Oh, right. you, I didn't, didn't even mention A&M. Yeah, A and M. Who even knows what would have happened there? Like, yeah. Listen, I know everyone wants to have a to wrap it up. My point. Sorry, I'm rambling like you were. Uh, You want to have a good team on the field. I get that. You want to love your team. That's fine. You want to be mad at the coaches and have someone something to blame it on. It's okay just to accept that the team is bad and you can't do anything about it. Like, yes, there's flaws for next year. Yeah, like yes, we know that Seth, you know, has has his question marks. Yes, we thought that Jason B would be better, you know, whatever, whatever. It's not. Seth isn't the worst coach in Conference USA. The defense is the worst in Conference USA, but we knew that kind of coming in. So, you know, it is what it is. The The reason I want to do this podcast at night, right after the game, was because I thought that we weren't going to have a lot to talk about. I'm not going to lie. And we are kind of beating a dead horse in a lot of areas, but, but, but I think the dead horse in a way is 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 the same dead horse that everyone's beating during the game. Yeah, I th- I think I think we just like what else is it to talk about? You know? No, no, I I agree, I agree. I think it's just understanding what we're looking at is what we're trying to do. We're trying to just yeah, give up. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think everyone knows where we stand on everything. I'm just, I just, yeah, you know, because don't get me wrong, unlike Bruni being a texas fan like i'm a north texas fan like God. after the mean green 24 7 thing God. you know like it is what it is you know sorry all right me. all right um basketball's tomorrow yes basketball's tomorrow oh <laughs> uh, we have questions to answer oh here i have them up ready uh one thing i did want to mention before we get to questions is i don't want to ramble on this i just want to make this point and go um play calling on both sides of the ball obviously is something that's talked about a lot. I don't think it's that bad. Um, no, tonight was fine. Like Seth called a good I think game. that, yeah. And I think that even if it is, it's not the X's and O's that are killing this team, but it's the culture right now. It's the fact that they're getting out toughed. It's the fact that right. they're getting pushed around in situations. Well, it's the undisciplined play. Well, think it's about it. Like who's your, le- who are your right leaders now. on this team? Like players wise, like you got JD. Darden after JD who was on offense. Manasse Mose. Um and Tori. Those probably be my three. Yeah, those are probably my three. 
but it, are they on the level of Mason Fine? You know. Well, it's 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 how much leadership. I mean, I'm not. I yeah, I I'm not gonna sit here and question guys' leadership or anything like that. I'm just saying, yeah, no, like, no. sorry. And I don't think it's on them. I think it's just the culture that's been built here. Like, it's just when things go wrong for this team, they go really wrong, and that comes back to Seth. That comes back to the culture that he's created. It's when things go bad and there's adversity. What have we seen under Seth Luttrell? We have Probably. seen team, this team fold far more than we've seen it bounce back. When they lose to UTSA and they're on a short week against a shorthanded Louisiana Tech team, what do we see them do? After taking a 14-7 to lead, they fold. Like, it's, it's just a team, it's a program that has repeatedly folded in the face of adversity instead of a team that has gone head up against it and broken through that wall. Like, we haven't seen that from the, a culture standpoint, we haven't seen that. Whereas ever, when Southern ever. Miss, when yeah, when Southern Miss lost their head coach and came to Denton, they beat North Texas. When they had adversity, they beat them, and that's deeper than a head coach. It's a culture thing, and I'm not even going to give Latrell credit for the early like 2017 games that they won close games because a lot of those were just having crazy amount of talent on those teams. Yeah, and I, I tweeted Harold. earlier that they had JD. Uh, Jalen Guyton, Rico Bussey, and Mike Michael Lawrence all on the same team with Mason Fine. And Jeffrey Wilson. And Jeff, and yeah, Fine. that that's one team. Like, think about that. Yeah. Like that's so Yeah, yeah I mean I, you're right. You're right. It's just the it's the adversity is not being met with the proper amount of poise, the proper amount of passion. And that's my biggest concern. No, that, yes. And that's where I understand people's critiques of Seth. That it's more so that than it is X's and O's, than it is um, picking a quarterback. It's more so the culture right now is, oh, no, we need to get a stop here on this down, and Tyreek Davis just got a flag. What are we going to do next? We're going to give up a third and 20. Then we're going to get another penalty. like, And then we're going to start the second half, and we're going to give up another touchdown, and we're just going to let this no, get out I, of hand. No, I, I agree with you on that no stuff. Bounce back. It's and just that's that... why. Sorry, and that's what. No, no, last last thing is that that's why when, when it went to halftime, I turned to Colin again. And I said, "This game's over. Like it's gonna get ugly." Oh yeah, I mean, I texted you too. I was like, "This game's over." They scored the first touchdown, and I told you you were done at that point. Well, well, no. When they scored it, and then in LaTeX, but the possession before they had they had done some good things on the ground, and I was like, "Yeah, this game's over." Even though North Texas scored, and I think everyone knows that in the back of their mind, in a way. But uh, no, you're right about the whole culture thing. I mean. That that's the main critique I feel like for a coach, right? Like, you can have the talent, but but when 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 your backs are up against the wall, when when will that win you games? Um, are you ready for questions now? I am. All right, uh, I'll just go on the list here. Uh, first one is from NTSN. He has two. Uh, was hiring Bowen a mistake? And I, this is kind of into the same thing. How do y'all think this season impacts recruiting? Mm -hmm. Hiring Bowen. Man. Um, well, the thing is, so it's, it's tough for me to say that hiring Bowen is a mistake per se. Uh, I will say that it may have been predictable with their prior relationship. And that's always alarming whenever, you know, you know, I don't want to say he just hired his friends, but you know, he, he hired someone he had a prior relationship with, but I think the job that Bowen did at Kansas was good enough to where it warranted a North Texas opportunity. Right, I so I don't agree. think that was a bad. I hire. completely agree with you. Agree with you. Um, I don't. 
and we've been, and we just yeah talked we just about. talked about how like how can you blame yeah I mean yeah I agree so then that. the recruiting aspect of it um I I think yes but also no because so yes in the standpoint of of having people something to show for the future right because you know whenever you're winning games it's a lot easier to have the hype videos and all that good stuff. However, this year specifically, I think that their approach is going to be getting more established players, whether that's junior college or whether that's uh, grad transfers or anything like that, or just transfers. Um, and I don't think that impacts it that much. Not to mention developing goes. your own last two classes that are currently playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, those guys really just want to play when you get older guys. So yeah. I think that's not that big of a problem. But yeah, I definitely do think for a future recruiting perspective you know you you want the wins you want mm-hmm. the uh, the videos in the locker room of everyone dancing uh, secondly i'd also like to point out uh and like obviously like when you lose a guy like tj Steele, that's a concerning thing however it's also important to have the context behind that he was offered by tcu and like where would you go if you were a football player <laughs> i mean at the end of the day you know what i mean so yes yes it's it's hard enough to keep those guys and when you're not playing well i mean it's it's to be expected in a way yeah all right um, go ahead uh, Sano Valent. I don't know how to say your name. I'm sorry. Valente. Valente. I'm gonna go with that. Uh, three questions. First one. Uh, you brought it up earlier. Uh, prediction for QB next year. Next year starting QB. He's not on the roster. Okay, that's it. That's it, man. I I can't. No, I mean I agree. I agree with you. I'm but just, then I'm again, if I had to pick someone on the roster, it's gonna be Jason B. And Latrell kind of alluded to that in that his he's showing flashes. He said he's showing flashes, and. I just think that he's just, they're going to ride with him. Until they find something better. <laughs> I just, yeah. I mean, they're going to just ride with them through the next season. Like, it's going to be through the off season. It's going to be Jason B and all that good stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, who could be a potential offensive coordinator hire? Or will Seth I do continue? think they're going to hire an offensive coordinator after this year. Yeah. I, do I don't so. I don't know if you know who. Now, Latrell said multiple times how much he enjoys calling plays, but it's like, if nothing else, just get the damn burden off your back. I don't know. Yeah. Just get- I mean, honestly, <laughs> I, like, I mean, this, I mean, this was the also, year for also, him. Also, to... also, also, go ahead. I wouldn't mind if he called plays next year with a better team. That is different from having an, an offensive coordinator, like offensive coordinator. He can still call plays and have an offensive coordinator. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but yeah. all I'm saying is like, I, I don't, I want to see him call plays with like a good quarterback. Look, he needs an offensive coordinator that's also a quarterback's coach, so that way he's not doing three jobs at once. Okay? Right? Because so no, I agree. I agree. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, maybe he just promotes Tommy Maynard. <laughs> where does Where does Darden get drafted? In the sixth round. Wow. Leads leads FBS in like every stat. Can't give him a fourth. Can't throw him a fourth. I hope he gets drafted in the fourth. I'll throw him a fifth. I'll throw, I'll him, throw a fifth. him a fourth. Okay. All right, uh, this is from Taylor. Any bright spots for the next season based on the performance of a lot of young players? Um, I know they have huge upcoming recruiting classes. Also, oh, we already talked about the QB situation. So, yeah, bright spots for next season. Um, in theory, in theory, the, you know, 2019-2020 classes. Oscar Attaway, you know, uh, you hope Deontay Simpson can improve because he hasn't been that great the past couple games. Um, you hope guys like Lorenzo Tom- Thompson and Detravian Brown at receiver can help that as well because you need some type of explosive explosive play guys. Um, offensive line as well that'll really help. The offensive line is going to be really good next year. Like it's good this year, but it's going to be really good next year. I'm I'm excited for that. Um, you hope that 
you can get the defense going with Deshaun Gaddy and uh, new look guys, Upton Stout on there, and the Murphy brothers in there, Kevin Wood in there. Um, yeah, I mean, Jordan Brown in there. You, you hope that they can all develop enough, but again, it's all just hope right now because that's what relying on young players is. It's hope. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But yeah, that, that's the hope. The hope is that those young guys can continue to develop and live up to their rating. Whereas the old guys on this team were not particularly high rated, you know, so that's where we're at. Yep. Uh, Last question from Jacob Flores. Even with the COVID season, how hot are the seats getting for this coaching staff? It seems to the naked eye that all the culture and discipline has disappeared. I mean, culture is what it is. Um, Yeah, I, I think it's definitely warm. It's definitely warm. Um, and I just don't think that there's going to do anything this year or this off season. Maybe I think it's going to wait a million dollars. Yeah. I, I think it's going to wait and then maybe five, six games in the next year. Then we're, then, then we're looking at this. Mm-hmm. If they're two and four next year at this time or at that time, then we're looking at it. But until then, I don't know how the buyout works. I'm assuming it goes down as there's less amount of money left on the contract to pay. Yeah. That would make sense, obviously, because usually you have to pay a percentage of what remains. So, you know, just let that thing go down a little bit. If he's struggling, you know, two and five next year, then boom. That's it. So. Okay. Uh, we'll I have a question for you, Bernie. Is that go okay? Uh, if this was the last game of the season. Which it could be. Sum you, it up. Could be a game. Give me a quick sum up of, of, I, I'll ask something specific so it's not just some general thing. Like, what is there to what are the what are like the expectations going in coming out of this season and going into next in a way going into this camp like what do you what what should fans be expecting because we talked about how this should be a gap year and that you would come back to sort of that that in the hunt for the west are they there at all even in your opinion man i like I asking think questions be, i do think that they're going to be better substan i think they're going to be better next year than they were this year and the year before, mm-hmm. like 2019 and 2020. I think 2021 is going to be better than those two years. Um, if if nothing else, I just think they're going to be on the level of a Charlotte and on the level of like a Louisiana Tech maybe, um, Southern Miss on that level. Like they're going to be on the level of those teams, whereas this year, as we've seen, they're not on the level. In of terms of guys. performance, right? Yes. Not in terms yes, of like, like the the – adversity and stuff like we talked about oh yeah no 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 but i think the talent's going to be a little better and you have a little bit i think the offense line is really going to help that as well mm-hmm. like i think I, I do think that the offense line is going to be really really good next year like top four in conference USA, good so um if they can get back there i still think this is probably maybe a five and seven team at best depending on who they play in non-conference but not to mention you get trey siggers back and with yeah, Oscar Attaway, yeah. who's proven to be something yeah. No, so. there's 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 upside here. Hopefully yeah. you get Jair Shorter back, Deontay Simpson, you get some guys. Um, you know, you get Jake Roberts and Christian Lee in there tied in a little bit more, Asher Alberting. Um, this just so this was just a year where so much went wrong and there's so many question marks and to not have a built in culture identity and to have so many new faces in there, it's just shuffling the deck too many times. And at the end of the day, Latrell is, I think he's a good offensive coach. I still think he's a good offensive coach. 
there's just limitations to what he can do and what he's willing to do, I guess. So it's just a lot has to go right for him in order for that. He has to have the talent on his team. And I think he's going to have a little bit more talent next year. Um, So hopefully that that works out for him. And I think defensively you can't get any worse. So hopefully they'll be better. You could. (laughs) I mean, you could. You can't. You can't. You can't. They're they're literally the worst run defense or one of the worst run defenses in the country. I mean, they're worse than their 2015. We've been over this because I looked up the the numbers for that. They're they're really bad. Um, But yeah. But no, you're right. You're right. I think they'll be better. No, I, I like I like all those points. Yeah, and if this is the last game, then we'll get into a full season recap on. Yeah, I just wanted you to give something quick in case we don't know for you know a week or two. Yeah, I'm kind of worried about that Utah game. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, and also, how many wins they have? Three wins. They could oh, be... Utah's not bad. I would favor Utah in that game. No, North Texas. I'm saying has three wins right <laughs> now. Yes. Like you could, you could say maybe a bowl game depending on something. Four or five. I have no clue how bowl games were. I'm not oh, I just, head. I just know that like if a team cancels, like who gets called up, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, is it like I have no right. idea. So I'm just saying, I, I just wanted you to go over that just so then in case we don't know for a few weeks. Um, All I'm saying right now podcast. is I would favor, favor UTEP by about one and a half points or two points. against. No, I favor UTEP too. North Texas has shown us nothing that they can win a game. But keep the line low enough to where I think it's an interesting game. I think it, I think it'll be an interesting game if it gets played. So we still have a few days. Um, I mean, cause this game was on Thursday, so it's not till next Saturday when, We'll find all that out, um, or we'll, we'll find out during the week next week. But you know what I mean. Um, tomorrow on Friday, or I guess when you're listening to this Friday, um, is North Texas basketball against Mississippi State. Very excited about that game. We'll we will be you know writing about that, covering that, all the good stuff. We might live stream it, but we don't know yet. Yeah, we'll 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 see. We'll see how that works out. Um, but keep an eye on our Twitter for all that, all of those updates. Check out my recap. Check out my game story. Um, congratulations to Jalen Darden for winning our player of the game for the eighth time at least this year. Have you even played eight games? <laughs> no, no, they played eight games. He's probably what his fifth time. Yeah, Dion's gotten what two? Dion's gotten one. Dion's got one. Dion's okay. gotten one. Uh, Deontay Simpson's gotten one. Ani's gotten one. Is that true? Yeah, Ani's gotten one. Okay. Um. Well, again, shout out to J- Jalen Darden for just being a great, great guy and great player. Love I mean, the game could game couldn't have gone any better for him. They could have, yeah, he could have if they would have thrown it to him more. Well, you know what I mean. Like the dude surpassed every record in what could be the last game. <laughs> um, one last point. Imagine oh. if he had an actual quarterback, man. <laughs> Woo! This dude would be. And and they played the full twelve games. This dude would be crazy, bro. Imagine this... if they played the full. Bro, he's averaging almost two touchdowns a game. This dude would be crazy. Are his stats updated yet? Let me see his stats. We're just rambling at this point. I don't care. It's 12 o'clock, and I'm still in my work slacks and shoes. I'm in sweats. All right, Jalen Darden. Eight games, 66 catches for 15 and a half yards per reception and 15 touchdowns. He's averaging 127 yards per game. Dude, this dude's fantasy football numbers are insane. Insane right Imagine now. Imagine having this dude and that running back from Buffalo on the same team. Woo. <laughs> you'd Imagine win you'd win with those two alone. McCormick. Him and Cynthia McCormick, mm. you're winning a league. Winning a league. Um, also, I need everyone to pray for me in my uh, 24-7 league. I got a lot of money online this week. Two leagues, all right? Wish me luck. Everyone wish me luck. No one wish me right. luck. All right. Um, 
Follow us on Twitter at Mingreen247. Follow Colin on Twitter at me at CJH Mitchell. Um, follow me on Twitter at Matthew Bruni underscore. Leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple. I think we're up to 41 now, Colin. I'm not sure. Uh, but leave us a it's rating as well. 45, though. We said 45. If it's not 45 by the we next podcast, 45. you don't get a new podcast. Okay. You heard <laughs> it here first. Um, but yeah, leave us a five-star rating and review. Follow us on SoundCloud as well. Subscribe there. Um, and yeah, subscribe to Mean Green 24-7. We're doing well over there. We're doing a lot of VIP stuff. And I'm going to have a... Uh, I, I watched the Arkansas game late last week and I gave a full thorough, you know, thought process of my uh, thoughts of the game. So I thought that was good for VIPs, but we got stuff like that coming out every day pretty much. So check uh, all that when's out. When's the next basketball podcast? If they win tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> Only if they win? If they win, if they beat Mississippi State, we'll do it. Actually, no, we should do it anyways. We'll do it anyways. Say we didn't do one over Arkansas. Because we didn't do one for Arkansas. So... Yeah, we'll do one tomorrow. So, yeah, check out the Basketball Podcast as well. Um, Yeah, for Colin Mitchell, I'm Matthew Bruni. Y'all stay safe, and we'll talk to y'all later.